It's a sweet, sweet victory Monday, the first in three weeks for the Arizona Cardinals after a 27-17 win in L.A. against the Rams and the battle of the backup quarterbacks. Welcome in to this edition of Morning Scramble, presented by Verizon with Kima Corby and Jody Jackson. I'm Danny Sarek. It is so much more fun seeing your beautiful faces this early in the morning after a win. It is absolutely fantastic. Well, you're beautiful, I face, Jody. Do- I should say. Well, and, and you're super energetic and perky this morning. So, but we have donuts too outside. So, you know, I had to bring in some Victory Monday it's donuts. It's a great Victory Monday. I woke up just smiling, cheesing. I just knew it was going to be a great day. <laughs> Which is hard to believe because you have to wake up very early compared to how you usually wake up for this show since we stream live at 9 a.m. on Mondays. It's an early morning for me, but it's happy Monday. So, if Victory Monday, I would wake up as early as possible. You can't be anything except happy with how the Cardinals played, especially with the adversity they had to face rather quickly throughout the week because of injuries, without starting quarterback Kyler Murray because of a hamstring injury. Tight end Zach Ertz left the game after his one catch with a knee injury, which will likely keep him out for a couple of weeks. And four of your five offensive linemen that started the game were backups. Yet this Cardinals team found a way to get it done. Get it done without starting cornerback Byron Murphy on defense, who was a big reason why in week three in the first matchup against the Rams, wide receiver Cooper Cup was held to four catches for 44 yards. Jody, how did this Cardinals team find a way to play complimentary football with so much adversity? Well, they stepped up in a big way. And this team, they saved their season yesterday, guys. I mean, first of all, it's a great day when you beat the Rams, okay? They have definitely had the Cardinals number over the last couple of years, but Cliff Kingsbury outcoached Sean McVay, and I think that was clear. And you had two backup quarterbacks. It starts there. Colt McCoy gave you everything that he's done when he steps in. He's 3-1 and one now when he has had to step in for Kyler Murray. Just decisive. That's my word of the day for what Colt was able to do because the game plan is something we've seen before. But he executed it to perfection, and everyone stepped up. You mentioned all the injuries, Danny. Um, They don't get it done without these guys being supremely focused on, hey, whatever it takes. And you had Buddha out there with the ankle injury that was supposed to take a couple of weeks. Unbelievable. I mean, just just so many guys stepped up. And... um, And Colt being, for me, the leader of that as the quarterback on this team. Again, I need to give a shout-out to the offensive line. I mean, you're pacing the best defensive player in NFL history, and you limit him to not a single sack, a few quarterback queries, but nothing special. I mean, like you said, four out of the five defensive offensive linemen were backups at starting. And uh, Lasita Smith had his first official start. I mean, the offensive line really stepped up in the next man mentality. And that was the weakness that we were really worried about. And how do we get the ball out quick? And Colt McCoy said that in his presser. We just got to get the ball out quick. And once you set up that screen game, and then the rest opened up for us. And it was a bit surprising, the offensive line, because on the interior where they haven't had their starters in a couple of weeks, there have been problems with the bad snaps and with collapsing pockets. So the fact that they were able to completely eliminate Aaron Donald in the way that an Aaron Donald could be completely eliminated. Of course, he still had a few plays, but not the way that we know he is truly capable of wrecking a game. The Cardinals passed the ball on their first 11 plays. Colt McCoy was getting the ball out so quickly. He had good protection. He was making his checkdowns. He just completely commanded the offense. Zero turnovers. The Cardinals went three of three on fourth down conversions. Again, rhythm and confidence offensively. And the Rams offense entered this game with their own problems. They they ended up getting an offensive lineman back, so they had just two 
two of their starters on the offensive line. Their starting quarterback, Matthew Stafford, missed the game because of he was still in concussion protocol. So it was backup John Wolford. And the Rams didn't even reach 200 yards until the game was pretty much over at that point. Again, the score was 27-10. It was not 27-17. It's a garbage time. Garbage time with four seconds left, seven seconds left in the game. I know some people were happy about a Van Jefferson touchdown, and I'm sure his dad was very happy about (laughs) it. But, I mean, it was a 27-10 game, an absolute blowout by the Cardinals. It just was impressive to see um, the defense. Again, Wolford seemed flustered by the pass rush that the Cardinals brought, whereas Colt, you know, they, they were rushing. I mean, the Rams had a little bit of push, but most of the time, you know, Colt McCoy was so decisive. And also the third and manageable, where you could really use James Conner. I mean, he didn't run the ball for a lot of yardage. But he was able to get those key third downs, which is why you have James Conner on this team. So, um, again, I thought it was great coaching and great execution. There are plenty of plays to choose from, both on offense and defense. So I'm interested to hear what each of you chose for your That's My Jam play of the game. Q, I'll let you take it away first. Buddha Baker, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. He is one of a kind, not from this world, not human. Um, it was leaked that before we even announced it, or we really didn't announce it because of Buddha Baker, but it was leaked that he would be out for two to three weeks at least, at a minimum, um, with an ankle injury. And coach came in on Monday morning and said there was absolutely zero chance Buddha played this week. Zero chance. Do not expect him to be on the field. And Buddha being Buddha shows up to practice on Friday, and everyone's like, okay, he's probably just getting loose a little bit, showing out for the media. <laughs> and Come Sunday, an active list comes out, and Buda Baker is not on that list. And we're like, all right, Buda in a limited role. And through the fourth quarter, Buda's still in the game and makes a key interception uh, to really limit this game. I mean, late in the fourth quarter, yeah, but they're trying to drive, trying to make some action happen and score some garbage time points. And Buda Baker, being Buda Baker, who's the heart of the team, as everyone saw from Hard Knocks. Um, He's just that passion that you need on that team and that defensive side. And you lose Byron Murphy, who's your starting cornerback, who's shut down number one wide receivers all year. So having someone like Buddha there in the back, uh, the defense, and just kind of orchestrating things, being the leader that this team needs, I think was a huge – that's why it's my jam. Yeah, and what does that, it say that he went out there to the rest of the team? What do the yeah. other guys – what does that say to the other guys too? You're not going to want to let him down. if you And if you get dinged up in the game – Colt McCoy did. He came back. I mean, it really set a tone, I thought, Q. Buddha tweeted, the mind is powerful last night. And I think that was the most beautiful thing to say. I mean, it's just no matter what you're dealing with, if you have that mindset and that passion for what you're doing on a daily basis, nothing else matters. It's tough. It's crazy to me because very rarely does Cliff Kingsbury say that a player is going to be out during in, in the Really, with the exception of maybe Friday, that last press conference to the media. So for him to say it on Monday and then boot it a play is just incredible. And it wasn't just that he had the interception. Baker took it for 53 yards on that run with that ankle that he was not 100% on. Not only that, Buda Baker just had a very Buda Baker game. There was the safety blitz, and he ended up coming back for the tackle on tight end Tyler Higgins. On a screen, yeah. I mean, just the effort he was playing with, that's not even 100% for him, was unbelievable to watch. I got a chance to catch up with Baker post game and I asked him that question of what is 
where does that resiliency come from for you to have the week you had and still have the game that he had? And he said, I think of every game as a playoff game. He said he was told it was going to be a three to four week process for him to recover. However, the way he worked and he got treatment with the staff here with the Cardinals, he was able to pull it off. And even though he wasn't 100%, it was enough to help his team get the win. Linebacker Isaiah Simmons post game in the locker room told me that when he was talking to Buddha earlier in the week, Buddha told Isaiah, I'm going to try and play this week. And Isaiah was like, you're crazy. Like, <laughs> how is that possible? And Isaiah said that Buddha is a warrior, a true testament to the type of player he is, that he was able to go out there and play the way he did. And Isaiah said, I don't know how we did it. Running back James Conner said they call Buddha Baker Weapon X. He's Wolverine. <laughs> I mean, we knew the type of leader and how passionate Buddha Baker is. And that was shown actually in the first episode of Hard Knocks. Last Wednesday is when you saw that type of leadership in the locker room after the loss and fighting through the injury. But the way that Buda Baker played, and you're right, that interception just cherry on top. Cherry on top. How sore is he today, though? And That's a great yeah. question. <laughs> I'm glad he was still good for the interview. He still seemed fine, right? Yes. He's ready to go. He's re- but, but I'm sure oh, he's man, feeling that it. Is the life of we need to start the player. hashtag, be like Buddha. Be like oh, Buddha. Be like goodness. Buddha. Jody? Every day, wake up and look in your mirror and say, be like Buddha. <laughs> Jody, what was your That's My Jam? That's my jam. Going to give some love to that rush that made life tough on John Wolford and uh, my Jay Sanders with the uh, strip sack that should have been a touchdown <laughs> for J.J. Watt. And I think he was very disappointed in that. And I believe his comments after the game were that he was apologized to for that. They blew the call dead and um, they blew the play dead, I should say. But uh, yeah, great. Great job by Sanders. I think we're seeing him emerge. Um, he said he's just scratching the surface after the game. And I think that's something this team needs. We knew that was a deficiency going into the season and really needed guys to step up in that role. And uh, so I'd love to see that. I wanted to shout out those guys again. Um, you know, John Wolford was very inaccurate during that game. And I think part of the reason, though, was he was feeling that pressure all game long. So I'm looking forward to seeing what my Jay Sanders is going to bring in the future for this team. You know, he's he's one of those young guys that now we're getting into um, November and Sometimes it's hard for rookies, but at other times you see them emerge more. I mean, he hasn't had – it's not like he's been playing a ton. So I think he'll be fresh, ready to go for this last part of the season or second half, I guess. It's still just 10 games. And, um, again, a guy that can really help that pass rush. And um, hopefully that will show up again in Mexico City this week. Sanders was inactive for the first couple of games this season, his rookie season. And when he was drafted, we heard from the front office that Maje Sanders was the type of pick that was more raw. They really liked his natural ability, but they just needed to kind of hone it in and and help him understand the game a little more and really um, fine-tune his skills. So we have to give a shout-out to outside linebackers coach Charlie Bullen because every game that Sanders has now been active in, he has had splash plays, the sacks or the, the quarterback hits or the pressures or the strip sack. He really does seem to be coming into this role. And you're right, Jody, what you want to be seeing from a rookie now as you get later on into the season. Yeah, the learning – I mean, it's not easy – uh, learning curve at the NFL level when you come in like but it, again you're 10 games in now he's seen a lot he's listening to his coaches he's probably getting a lot of help from those other guys some of those veteran guys on the line and um, you know just great play there and again that, that second quarter and that was part of that it was I think the Cardinals really won the game in the second quarter 100%. with the way they possessed the ball kept it away from the Rams allowed no momentum it was so lopsided you love to see that and, um, you know, even though obviously it wasn't didn't end up being a score yeah. for the Cardinals there, but getting the ball back. Yeah, but going back to the J.J. touchdown, I mean, complimentary football. They took the touchdown. They 
prevented the JJ touchdown, but Colt McCoy was able to drive the offense down and get the AJ Green touchdown. Yeah. So complimentary football is just all around. Yeah, exactly. That by the way, another great moment that I loved was seeing Colt and AJ kind of have that moment in the end. We're zone. old, but we're still like, here kind of <laughs> moment. It was Yeah, and, and just that he tr- you know, just that hey, you know, AJ has had a tough season, you know, he hasn't had a ton of opportunities and some of them he's he hasn't made the play. So that's really a hard situation. So for him to come up with that catch, and it was a great catch. Um, I think the other catch he had was on fourth down as well. And fourth again, down, it was just really drive. decisive. It was like, bam, here's the ball. He had to. He just ran the route, turned around, balls there, first down. On you know after after a key fourth down, and then the touchdown was great. So I, yeah, I I kind of love. Hey, like we're still here. We could still do this. And Colt saying to, to AJ, I, I trust you to make that play. Yeah, absolutely. And we've heard from AJ Green's teammates how professional he's been throughout that, and everyone in the locker room was very excited to have to see AJ Green have those big plays, get in the end zone for the first time this season. My that's my jam play is running back James Connors. First of two rushing touchdowns of the game gave the Cardinals a 10-3 lead, a lead they would hold on to the rest of the game. It would be only the second time the Cardinals would enter the halftime with the lead, the other time being Thursday night against the Saints, a game they also won. On that first touchdown, James Conner found the end zone with ease. It was incredible blocking by the offensive line for James to just find the gap, Run right in, no problem whatsoever. Again, with four of your five offensive linemen being backups because of injuries. This was the seventh starting offensive line combination for the Cardinals. And there was a rotation going on throughout the game. Cody Ford and Rashad Coward at left guard. And the fact that, which we had a heads up with, with Cliff Kingsbury saying earlier in the week that's something they were probably going to do. But to do that... Again, so much adversity. Your right guard, rookie Lasita Smith, with his second game, his first start, just the way the offensive line played and the and the holes they were creating with the blocking, the protection for Colt McCoy um, was really impressive for me. James Conner finished with 21 carries for 69 yards and two touchdowns. After the game, Kingsbury said this was actually the first game that James Conner was truly fully healthy, that they yeah. told the, the coaching staff, training staff told Conner before the game, we're just going to let you go and run, and you come to us if you're feeling something. Because Connor missed three games with a rib injury earlier on in the season. And while it wasn't the most balanced offensive performance by the Cardinals, 78 rushing yards, 220 passing, the runs that they had were efficient, and they got the job done, and in large part because of James Connor and the bulldozer that he is. Yeah, and James Connor loves LA. I think that was the seventh touchdown at SoFi Stadium in the last three games. So, I mean... Two, two the first time, one in the wild card game, and then two today. So, or that's five. I'm not good at math. Um, but still, th- five touchdowns in yeah. three games. And he was running, you could tell he was back, like Danny said, you know, healthy again because he was running with reckless abandon. And that's what he does so well. And yeah, there's a lot of inexperience on that line. And I love the fact that we really didn't see them have all the penalties and all the miscues that we saw. Um, the last few weeks. Now, that could be just a function of Billy Price getting more experience, things like that. But, you know, I think the only two delay of games I remember seeing, one was on a kick, like an extra point. Extra point. And then one was on JJ for spiking the ball <laughs> yeah. because he was upset. But I, I don't think we saw any of that confusion. And so, yeah, the O-line definitely was playing at a, at a higher level. I, I felt like they, they knew, too, this was a must-win. And JC they, and was untouched on that first one. Yeah. I mean, the hole was, it was nice. clean. I could have ran through it. 
And there that's saying something. And that's saying something. <laughs> let's on that note, let's go into our rise and shine player of the game for each of you. Jody, I'll let you go first. Who is your player of the game? Well, you talked about the numbers already. Colt McCoy. I'm going to go with Colt. Um, that leadership he brings, the veteran experience. And I love that um, at 36 years old, you know, he had the heads up that, you know, he might get this start. And I heard him talk about his family coming in and some friends coming in and really savoring these moments to be able to help the team. And he absolutely did. He stepped up in a huge way. And, you know, 11 of the first 11 plays were passing plays and he followed the script, executed it well. You could tell he and Cliff Kingsbury were on the same page. And, you know, he just he didn't make mistakes. It wasn't, you know, a lot of downfield throws, although he did make a couple, including one on fourth down. Um, I, I loved the job that he did yesterday, and it really didn't surprise me. I don't, you know, you guys saw him last year as well. I mean, I'm sure it didn't surprise you completely either. But um, Colt McCoy was a huge pickup signing for, the, for this team. And uh, I know on the broadcast, on the TV broadcast, they talked about how, you know, McVeigh was with him in Washington, and that was kind of like – to Cliff, you know, you got to pick this guy up. So, hey, you know what? It, it was a great move um, by the organization to have this veteran. And I think, you know, Kyler Murray can really learn a lot from what he saw. Now, Kyler's physical gifts are immense. And, you know, but I think there is a lot that can be said for what we saw yesterday from this offense with, with Colt running it. And, and the plays are there to be made. So The only question is Colt McCoy – is he, is, is he healthy that, moving that's forward? That's going to be tough, too, because he's going to be another guy that's sore this morning. So. Right. You don't know how long Kyler Murray's going to be out with his hamstring injury. And after the game, McCoy had his left knee bandaged up with ice, although he said post-game he wasn't sure if it was so much a knee or a hamstring. They were going to have to do more testing there. Third-string quarterback is Trace McSorley. Yeah, that was just pure adrenaline. He didn't even know where his own injury was. So, I mean, getting back on the field after uh, – the defense stopped the Rams offense that last drive and um, pure adrenaline from Colt McCoy there. Q, I know you're staying with offense. Who was your rise and shine player of the game? Rondale Moore. I mean, Rondale. Rondale continued. gets a lot of love on this show. I mean, rah-rah. We got a, a great game. Even though he didn't give me a selfie, um, I asked him for a selfie <laughs> video yesterday. For social uh, media, for not, social not me- for not you for my personally. personal <laughs> selfie, but I wanted him to do a selfie and he refused to do it for me. But Gotta love Rara. Uh, <laughs> nine catches for 94 yards. I mean, Rondell's been stepping up lately. I mean, we saw it in the Vikings game, and we continue to see it more and more as he continues to progress and become the player that we drafted him to be. Um, kind of that speedy guy in the slot, uh, screens, drags. But, I mean, everybody knows the play. Fourth and three, and Rondell goes up on a go route. I'm pretty sure it was, was it, what it was, and just makes a – crazy one-handed catch on the sideline falling out of bounds we've seen Rondell do this plenty of times before making these sideline grabs and coming up with the ball when he doesn't isn't expected to with zero separation so um for that reason Rondell is my player of the game well the best part about that is after DeAndre Hopkins had a one-handed catch recently when Rondell Moore was talking to the media somebody jokingly asked him do you practice one-handed catches and Rondell immediately said no I practice two hands. I want to be secure. It's all about safety. And so for him to have that, that D-hop style one-handed yeah. catch on fourth down, incredible. And incredible. One, one quick follow-up with Colt, because maybe I, I gave him a lot of love, but, you know, um, Ron Wolfley, I've heard him over the years say, you know, twinkie into a toaster on some of these throws that are, like, incredible. And then yesterday, we're watching some highlights at, um, last night, and my son was watching with me, and I think he threw out there a pee into a thimble, 
and <laughs> I'm getting Jim Almohandro's. And I, that one I hadn't really heard, but I, it occurred to me, my 16-year-old son said, do you know what a thimble is, by the way? And because I'm like, you know, and it, I don't like, I'm not a sewer, but I'm like trying, trying to tell him, you guys are, might not even know what a thimble is. I'm not a sewer either, but I do know what it is. But, and he, you know, I'm just like, yeah, it's like this little metal cat. Like it's a, t- you know, it was a good uh, analogy or a good uh, visual from, from Wolf, but yeah, a pee into a thimble, and that was another. Maybe that was a Twinkie. That was earlier, but maybe that was Twinkie a Twinkie into, into a toaster. toaster. That's a good one. Good old because Wolf. that was a dime. He's and out Rondell there somewhere. Shout out to in. Wolf for his. <laughs> he's his roaming snake. around. We heard he has a, a new dental uh, procedure, and he's all great smile all this morning. Up. See, things are good. We have donuts. Wolf has a tooth, and you can't even bite into the donuts. What more can you ask for? Wolf <laughs> has a tooth. My rise and shine player of the game is cornerback Antonio Hamilton, who traveled with wide receiver Cooper Cup because starting cornerback Byron Murphy was out with a back injury again in Week Three. It was Byron Murphy who held Cup to four catches for 44 yards. This time around with Hamilton, it was a career low minus one yard on three catches, five targets for Cooper Cup before he left the game in the fourth quarter with an ankle injury. Hamilton has just continued to step up. He had an amazing training camp where he was said he was going to be the starting cornerback opposite of Byron Murphy. Had the scare where he burned his legs and his feet. Came back much earlier than expected from how he recovered and has just stepped up and really given it all to this defense. Hamilton finished Sunday's game with a career high 11 tackles, two, ba- two pass breakups. He has just been clutch whenever he has needed to step up this year. Yeah, he's... He's, he's been talk about a guy that's been through a lot also, and you know it was killing him to not be out there. But we saw the pictures and what he went through with those burns on his feet, and you know he absolutely couldn't come back. I mean, you know he couldn't pull a Buda Baker, you know, because he had such a such serious injuries yeah. to to his feet with with what happened. But he again, but the fact that he did come back in that timely manner, worked so hard to get back, and again another spot on the defense. Danny, that they really need, they really needed corner help, and we saw in training camp what he was able to do. He was he was so good last year. He yeah. really stepped burst onto the scene, a guy that is an underdog all his life, and so um, another good job. Hard to believe Cooper Cup negative one yard, and you know that's the other thing is that they were not able to get the ball to him all that much before he got hurt, yeah. and now that injury looked pretty serious. Yeah, too. I mean when you think about it, you see the inactives list, and you see Byron Murphy didn't practice all week, and you see him out for the game, and you look across the field, and there's Cooper Cup warming up, and it's like, all right, well that's the best offensive player in the league right now, and we're down our number one cornerback. How many Not yards? ideal. How many with, yards? With a less than 100% safety boot of Baker. Exactly. So how many yards and how many touchdowns, and it's more than three touchdowns, is Cooper Cup going to go for this game? And we saw our defense step up like they continuously do. And at the beginning of this season, we were the, everyone was, the defense is the problem. The defense is the problem. And the defense has continuously stepped up week after week. Once again, defensive coordinator Vance Joseph having a game plan in place to where this defense completely shuts down the top receiver of their opponent week after week. It's been very impressive. Let's I don't think wrap- anybody in the media is talking about that also. I mean, our defense has <laughs> shut down the number one wide receiver on each team that we played in 10 games. Vance just continues to do it, too. He, when he's been thrown you know, in the past, when Chandler Jones was out and missed games, this defense held their own. He's he's amazing. He does a great job. Social media graphic coming up about our <laughs> cornerback shutting down number one wide receivers. There you have it. Stay tuned in to AZ Cardinals on our social media channels. Let's wrap up this victory Monday edition of Morning Scramble with our final segment, Bring Home the Bacon. Just more of an overarching thought about this team as we look ahead. Now that they are four and six, Jody, do you have a bring home the bacon thought? I do, and, and that is going back 
to earlier, I started the shows by saying, you know, the Cardinals saved their season to me yesterday. And they did it by really having desperation. And that's hard to manufacture in the NFL week in and week out. And I'm not saying that they weren't trying to win all of the previous games, but they found they were able to dig deep. You know, whether it was Buddha setting that example, whether it was Colt McCoy coming out and by executing plays early on, really showing everybody a confidence in him, you know, that they were able to do that. So my bring home the bacon is now what are you going to do with it? You know, you're four and six, still not a great position, but not bad. You know, you're still in it with the Seahawks at the top at six and three. And uh, this game against the Niners, again, we talked about the three game stretch. It was so disappointing that they lost to Seattle and didn't grab hold of that opportunity. But now they have another opportunity. So my bring home the bacon is what do you do with it now that you you've shown people you can do it? I know health is a big part of it. Who's going to be healthy? Um, what's the status of Kyler? And again, with Kyler, those physical tools are like no other in the league. I just think there's something with this offense where it's not. We saw a great vibe yesterday, and I feel like everyone was on the same page. And how do they get to that point? How does it flow a little better with Kyler? And maybe it is that mental side of the game. Maybe he's overthinking things. Maybe it is pressing. But maybe, you know, he obviously you want him out there. You don't want to have that hamstring injury linger. But the fact that he was able to sit back and watch, you know, maybe that is somehow helpful to him since he had to be out due to injury anyway. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, I bring home the bacon. I said this week one. I'm going to say it again. Let's hear it, Q. Week 11, technically. <laughs> this team is going to be okay. I think this team is still going to be all right. Like you said. You're so consistent. I am. I That's give one you so thing much I credit for if, consistency. If there's one thing I am, it's consistent. <laughs> um, you said it. This this game really saved the season. Um, and it it's kind of a breath of fresh air. Um, kind of the Rams really kind of being playoff eliminated with this loss. Oh, yeah, they're um, done. And <laughs> being only two games behind the Seattle Seahawks now uh, with their loss in Germany this week. So um, the season is still able to be won. You go on a stretch. You beat the 49ers this week in Mexico City. And then you're really one game behind uh, the Seattle Seahawks. So And then two and three in the division. So it's really these next couple of games are crucial to this team and the success of this team down the line. You just can't take your foot off the gas. We've seen that this Cardinals team is capable of pulling off wins. Now they are capable of playing complimentary football. What they haven't proven is that they can do it two weeks in a row. They haven't had back-to-back wins. This past game against the Rams was the second of three divisional games for the Cardinals in a row. They lost Seattle. They beat the Rams. Now you have the 49ers. This was the first divisional game win for the Cardinals. And those are so crucial because the NFC West is clearly so close and the Cardinals are still in it. Those divisional wins are the tiebreakers, which means, yes, this was a must-win game against the Rams. It's now a must-win game against the 49ers Monday night in Mexico City. Post-game Isaiah Simmons told me that this win Sunday was just a small step on the run they're going to go on, just the first domino to fall in the rest of their season for how they need to play. But now it's time to put actions to those words. And like you said, it's... You get the first win in the division. You've got to do that. You've got to win those games to have success in this league and and to keep the season alive. And now, though, you get another challenge, and it's not going to be easy. The injuries, Mexico City, there's travel involved, all of that. It's an exciting time. It's always exciting to go to those you know international games. We saw. Um, I watched a little bit of the Seahawks and the Pat- uh, Patriots, the Bucks. <laughs> I'm still having trauma <laughs> over watching a 45 year old Tom Brady go out for a pass. And slip on the field. <laughs> and get the tackle. Oh, man. I'm like, what are you doing? But, hey, um, 
that was that was an, an interesting call. But uh, you know, those games are always a lot of fun and an international showcase for the teams involved. And this is a real opportunity, like you guys just mentioned. It's it's a great opportunity. Great opportunity so. in Mexico City Monday night. 49ers, Arizona Cardinals. We will have coverage all week long on azcardinals.com. We will have a morning scramble post-Mexico City edition. However, we're not quite sure yet. The logistics on timing quite yet as we're working through everyone's schedule, the travel schedule. So just keep an eye out for uh, what we will say on Twitter. We'll have the time out for you guys. the cameras will be, maybe, right? You never know. And we're going to have great <laughs> content out in Mexico City. So stay locked in on our social media channels at AZ Cardinals. As always, thank you so much for joining Q McCorvey, Jody Jackson. I'm Danny Sarek. Thanks for joining us here on Morning Scramble. We'll catch y'all here next time. Victory Monday.